Hello, I'm Ken Pepitone, and this is the equivalent of uh, an audio book. This is a chapter-by-chapter, day-by-day, get up and do the work. Get up, and if you believe that you have been given a message, words that might impart enjoyment, to a, a narrow, narrow niche, niche, where some like-minded souls may live and might enjoy meandering down the path that I meandered down this morning. You see, I live in Pine Valley, California, about 4,000 feet above the normal Southern California atmosphere. I sit on my porch with my dog Oliver and we listen to the birds and listen to the neighbors grinding brush or weed eating or whatever they do. Once in a while you can hear the freeway off to the south. The truck will come down from the uh, peak of the grade, which is just a couple hundred feet higher than where we are now, but it's a 6% grade from here down to San Diego, basically. You'll hear that truck with his Jake brakes just blasting. Blah, 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 blah. And it reminds you of how much move motion Information moving back and forth is happening around us in the physical world at a rate that's just beyond our individual bubble. You know, it doesn't really mean much to me if the government in Washington, this entity that has separated itself from the people, and become that which regulates the machine, the entity that is America, this automaton that they have created that's powered by usury, money itself, that you know, money that is given to this entity called the government with that government's promise in our name to repay this loaned money, this invented money, didn't exist before. It has no basis of value in anything save the agreement of the buyer and the seller to accept the kinds of balance that can be done in ledger books and in databases where there's an equal sign in the middle and if we can make that work in such a way that it seems balanced then civilization can progress to the level where it is now with a slight balance in favor of good. 
So historically, we can look back and see that the monsters who arose in the past are dead. The monsters who are attempting to arise now and reestablish the kinds of authority that tyrants have held in the past, the America is the bulwark against that, but not the American government. We, the people, are the bulwark against tyranny. We have a really cool country if we accept the fact that the nation itself is we, the people, not we, the native born in this land, but we, the people who agree. We agree. We have a, a mutually shared concept of nature and nature's God granting, not for us to take for granted and think they're of no value whatsoever, but granted us rights which in the mind of the men who signed the Declaration of Independence, thereby inventing the possibility of 2019 United States of America, where you and I live, if you know, you're in America right now, this is going on to the internet, so it's going anywhere, but nevertheless, we're on planet Earth, and we Earthlings, we the people of Earth, acknowledge the truth in the statement that we are breathing human beings. We are natives of the planet. And by being natives of the planet, we have the right to life. We are exercising it. We are living. We have the right to choose the path that we shall take. We have the liberty to act on our knowledge, whether it be good or whether it be evil. In America, we are free to be evil until evil itself is nullified, which that's what happens to evil. It, it's like a pimple. It really is. It's like a pimple. Death is nothing to be afraid of. That's not the ultimate evil. It's not dying. We are mortal, apparently, so we can wise up enough to not be bored being immortal. I mean, what a shame would it be if you lived your life here on Earth with just nothing to do. Nothing to do. Well, that was kind of the point that was aimed at in the mega mind that became the America of my youth. The point of being an American was being able to pursue happiness. And there was no definition really given for happiness. It was assumed everybody knows that, right? Nature and nature's God. Everybody knows what that means. 
life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Everybody knows what that means. But nobody had ever lived the way that America has made it possible for poor, unskilled workers to live. Never been possible. It's not getting worse. The jobs that are going away are jobs nobody liked doing. Nobody liked standing at a grinder in a foundry and grinding off the little drips that squeezed into the cracks in the mold as you're making complex parts for military tanks is what we were making where I was working in a foundry. There are people that are all day long, all they're doing is grinding a little tab of ductile steel that exists where the mold got closed. Just a, you know, tiny effect of the manufacturing process up to that point, but nowadays robots do that. One of the guys who invented one of the first machines that was able to eliminate those grinders standing at grind wheels that, you know, just a hundred years before I worked in that foundry, those grind wheels would have been turned by leather straps linked to Vitruvian undershot water wheels. Ideas that had existed since the days of the Greeks, the old Greeks, you know, Plato and them. Those ideas have come all the way up to us, these just so many ways of doing things. You know, we've learned about levers and we've learned about wheels and we put those two eyes to get ideas together and we came up with gears and we came up with the idea of cogs and stops and dams and sluices and ways to make wheels turn to gain the power to make a tool do what we used to do with our hands and our arms and our legs and our brains. And we've come to a place where we actually now have a global brain on planet Earth, a resource of all the collected works of mankind to this point. I mean, there's still like people out there finding things that they didn't know were hidden and uncovering things that were covered to be discovered at a time when human beings were less likely to kill one another for lack of understanding the meaning of a word. Nowadays, we, we can make ourselves clear to one another if our intention is to be clear to one another. If our intention is to deceive, we find that not so easy as it once was because there are no real places left on the planet to keep secrets 
except within the minds of men. And our founding father, Ben, assured us that a secret may be kept by two, but never by three. And whatever we agree upon as touching anything, there is a state of mind that you can be in where you acknowledge that there's a connection between you and I when we agree that is the same as a third party in our agreement. If the connection breaks, for instance, in a, air quotes, religious paradigm, we ask God Almighty, Big G, Jehovah, Jesus is dead, and Jesus. We ask them to come into our heart based on, we read words that said, if any man open the door when I knock, you know, we assume that means whenever we, we get this idea that there's something about Jesus Christ that makes a difference in the way we see the rest of our lives. And some people spend the rest of their lives deciding that they're going to kill other people in Jesus' name because they decided that they could ignore his words as long as they had these rituals that they could perform, the, the baptisms and the confirmations and the confessions and the uh, absolvements of vows and the enforcement of vows and the enforcements of penances and, you know, my personal opinion is that's how Mel Gibson ended up making The Passion, that you know, that movie was required of him as a time off from purgatory. Because according to all that I've heard him say about his religion and his God and heard other people say about his religion and his God, he's pretty serious about an old pre-John the 23rd type of Catholicism where Latin Mass and that whole deal. There's a lot of magical spiritual ideas tied up in those magical, this is the body, this is the blood, transmogrification ideas. So, I have a radio show. That's what I wanted to have when I was a little boy American. And uh, here at 71, after surviving what has been survived, I have a radio show and I have the means to publish it. And that's somewhat miraculous in terms of the times I lived through the relatives that I can relate to back behind me. Part of this ongoing novel that's going to happen here, and it's only novel because it's being put together in ways that have never been connected with words before. 
what I'm going to talk to you about has mostly already happened. The situation that I am in is my future. This is what I aimed for. I am surrounded by books. I'm surrounded by all the knowledge mankind has collected with my internet connection. As long as I am connected to all of this knowledge, it's mine for my use. I can use it as I will. And the price that I pay for using it is I make it better, not worse. I make it valuable. I don't cheapen it. I don't try to squeeze money from you, my listeners, to help me put a roof on the house that I can't afford. But it doesn't matter because by the time I die, you know, the house will still be here. I'm a scatterbrained old man with intention of doing something every day that I will publish to the internet and I say this leads to what comes next. There's a story. I am fishing for men. I really honestly am fishing for men who are drowning in the puddle I thought I was drowning in. And I didn't drown. Hey, thanks for listening. Come back tomorrow.